0: Listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey ladies, welcome to Nonstop Mom. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Thank you so much again for tuning in this week. I just wanted to let you know, if you are new to this podcast, I have a Facebook page. Make sure to check it out. It's called Nonstop Mom. Uh, Like the group and be a part of it. We are, man, I think like over 1,300 women now in the last eight months. It's phenomenal. I love to get on there. I'm going to be uh, going live again soon. Doing some teachings. We just had a nonstop mom party, which was so much fun. Um, It's still up there if you haven't uh, weren't a part of it, but you wanted to just check it out and see what it was about. But it was so much fun. So many prizes to give away, and we just had a bunch of fun games and good laughs. So really, make sure you're a part of the nonstop mom group on Facebook. Uh, You can always reach me on Instagram. It's under Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I love to hear from you. I just got a whole bunch of ladies that wrote in some really awesome topics. So I wrote those down and I'm going to be working on them for you. But thanks so much for sharing this and getting the word out. I love to hear it. So if you're listening to this, uh, pop it up on social media and let me know that you heard it. Uh, It's a great encouragement to me and I love to share it. It's a great encouragement to other women out there, especially if they're new to the page. Anyway, we're going to get into it this week and I'm going to be dealing with mom fear um you know we really can kind of go through this it, m- mommy fear is is a very big subject and it's one that I love to teach on because that's one of the reasons why I started nonstop mom is a lot of ladies are so strong in their faith until they have kids and it's not that they stop reading the word of god it's not that they stop going to church it's it's none of those things, but uh, birthing a life you know that was created inside of you, or some women who have had trouble getting pregnant and then you know receive a miracle baby, you know, your children are held so dear to you. So if you are new to nonstop Mom, one of my main reasons for starting this is because I am big on encouraging women. That you cannot have your compassion uh, as a parent for your children to override your faith for God. Because anything that you believe for within your own body, within your own life, is equal to having your children receive it too. There's no age limit on it. So I feel like, you know, sometimes we'll quote verses over our life. But yet we kind of leave our children out until they're older or they're dealing with that situation. But I encourage you now, everything that is in the Word of God is to be declared over your children. The promises that are entitled to us are entitled to our children at any age. So uh, my topic today, I'm going to narrow it down to letting your children be released into the world. I'm trying to think like how to really <laughs> put it. It's more like, you know, moms with young kids, you, you were re- well actually we're going to go through this stage in our life for all different situations. You know, and it it starts in different stages in our life if we have little ones. You know, where does it start? It starts with having a babysitter, you know, or sending them off to preschool or kindergarten, and then it goes, you know, elementary, and then they're off to middle school before you know it, then high school, and then you're dropping them off at college. So it's really something, you know, that anyone uh, of a parent can, can really battle because, you know, as they're not infants anymore and they're released into care, you know, even as infants. Because sometimes moms have to go back to work, and you've got six week old babies, you know, with somebody being taken care of while their mom's working. So it's really something that a lot of moms battle. They have a baby, and then all of a sudden, it's time for a change. It's time to do something different. It's time to let them go off to preschool, kindergarten, daycare with a babysitter. And then all of a sudden, that's it. We are completely worried, we're full of fear, and our trusting God has stopped. And that's, you know, something that I want to discuss a little bit on because there comes a time where everything we've been declaring, everything that we've been praying for, we got to know that it's going to come to pass. You know what I mean? Like, when I'm declaring things over my children's life... You know, when we talk about the Bible verse, you know, everyone loves to quote in Proverbs 22.6, Direct your children unto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Well, let's put our children's names in there. So the next time you read this verse, I'm going to say, direct, I'm going to make it personal, I'm going to direct my children unto the right path. And when Madeline is older she will not leave it. Okay, so we have to realize that older is just older than what they are right now. So next year, they're going to be older, and the year after, they're going to be older. So each year, they're older. Each year, kids gain responsibility. Each year, they're introduced to new things. So we have to realize that You know, I put my children's name in there. When Brooklyn is older, she will not leave it. When Teddy is older, he will not leave it. And I declare that. And I have to know it. And it's not that there's nothing that, you know, what I'm speaking on is nothing that I've battled. I've had to, you know, put it in its place. Because as my children go out more in the world, see, my children are homeschooled. So, sure, people could say, oh, well, they're in a bubble. They're sheltered. But they're not really sheltered. I mean we we get out a lot. I'm not like in a box because I homeschool. It is not what it used to be in nineteen eighty two. If homeschool kids are weird, it's because their parents are weird. <laughs> there, I said it. Has nothing to do with just the kid and the whole like lack of social skills. My kids are not weird because I'm not weird. So side note Don't be afraid of homeschooling because you think your kids are going to turn out weird. (laughs) It always cracks me up. I've had people ask me that. Legit, I've had people ask me that. And no, my kids do not have any kind of social issues, which you can tell if you follow me on social media. My kids are very outgoing. But anyway, that was just a side note. (laughs) A free little laugh for you. But we have to realize that, you know, as my kids become friends with people you know not every not every friend that my kid is going to have is going to be someone who knows Jesus it, they're just not we've all known people we've been around people we work with people you know when we were kids we had friends that weren't saved that that didn't know Jesus And I have to I had to face that like it was bothering me for a little bit and I had to like pray myself through it and read verses on trusting God with my children because I travel around with my husband preaching the gospel and bringing our kids with us. They've been with us since they were two weeks old, six weeks old and four and a half weeks old. This is what they know traveling on the road and preaching the gospel. But it's like I also have to live it and realize that this has to rub off on them. The joy that I have, the love that I have for the Lord, the hunger that I have is in my home. And it's going to rub off on them. And I know that it will not depart from them. But now here's the time for them to put into action what they've been doing their entire life is spreading the gospel. You know, not everybody is going to receive, um, you know, it's so easily to walk up. So one of my main things to my children is, you know, not everyone you meet on the street, you're just going to walk up and be like, do you know that there's Jesus and he loves you and he wants to save you? And, you know, like that. You have to realize that, Just their actions, their love, the way they behave, the way they react to things, how they are obedient with you and your husband. That is an action which is becoming more and more odd out there in this society to have kids with any type of manners and honor and respect and patience. So, I mean, they're going to already stand out. Like a sore thumb. But the the actions are going to speak volumes. It's going to speak to to unbelievers. It's going to speak to people who would have normally shut down wanting to hear about the gospel by the way your children act. And I realize this as they are starting sports and um, my middle one's starting ballet class and we just moved and they're becoming friends with some people, you know, within our community. And I realized, like, at first I was like, no, I just, my kids, they can't, they're going to be corrupted. Oh, God, please don't. And I was like, Carolyn, get your act together. What are you doing? You cannot shelter them in. You cannot tell them we're, we are living a life to reach the, go- the reach people around the world with the gospel. And you can't even let them out in. <laughs> you can't even let them out in the neighborhood or with sports. Fearful, fearful that they're not going to want to love Jesus. Fearful that they're not going to want to know it. But that's incorrect thinking and incorrect teaching. Because if I show my kids the goodness of God, what it is to fear the Lord, what it looks like to love the Lord, what it looks like to live in obedience then they will realize that there's nothing better than loving and serving Jesus. And it's something that they will do. And they won't be corrupted. They won't be infiltrated with the things of this world. They won't be easily um, uh, easily uh, saying yes to temptation. That won't be easy for them. They'll be able to shut it down. They'll The Holy Spirit. You know, one of the best things, and I say this on other podcasts, is teaching your children discernment at a young age. I have prayed that over my kids since they were babies. I have declared over them that they will have discernment at a young age. I have to realize that I am not always going to be around my children. I'm just not. As much as I don't want to realize that, I have to realize that I asked the Lord for these children. They are a gift to me. They are borrowed. I'm raising them. Just like Hannah. She prayed. She was childless. She couldn't have children. She prayed to the Lord. Please, Jesus. Lord God, I want a child. And when you give me a child, I will give him back to you and he will serve you and live for you all of his days. You know, when I was when I was thinking of Hannah, she released her son to God's work and get it, get this, and to his protection. We have to be confident, confident and trust in our God that our children are protected. We pray for angels over our children in everything we do, right? So, like, we have to really think about it. Are we praying it and kind of meaning it? Are we praying it with faith and knowing that we have angels that protect our children? Um, it says in Joshua one nine, This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, For the Lord, your God, is with you where, wherever you go. And so that counts for our children. If it's as simple as going to preschool for three hours, kindergarten for six hours, middle school for eight hours, or college for all day, we have to realize over our children... Joshua 1.9 isn't just for a life as an adult. It is for every age. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. If you go with me over to Isaiah 40.11, He will feed his, feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in His arms, holding them close to His heart. He will gently lead the mother sheep with their young. He is here to protect us. He is here to guide us. And He is here to do the same for your children. So we need to realize that our protecting abilities is not to be greater than our trust in the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Our protecting abilities, we cannot think that we can protect our children better than God's protection we can't think that that's that that's a form of pride we cannot think that what we can do is better than what God told us that he will do for us we cannot think that that's that I've realized is a form of pride to think we can do something better than what God said he would do for his children His children. My children are also God's children. I'm not just his child. Madeline, Brooklyn, and Teddy are God's children too. So equally, I have to realize that protection is not just for me, but it's also belonging to my children. And so we have to raise our children at a young age to hear God's voice when they're not with us. I understand their situations. You know, that's why we have to be spirit-filled and listen to the Holy Spirit and let Him guide us and realize that, yes, of course, some situations are bad and we get red flags and we don't have to do it. You don't leave your kid with just any old person because they're a babysitter. You don't take them to just any old school and leave them with any old teacher. I get that. But we do have to learn to let them go a little bit you know, what you do for your 2 year old you're not going to do for your 5 year old what you do for your 5 year old you're not doing for your 10 year old you know, I tell this to my girls all the time things just aren't going to be fair it's just not going to happen so yes, with age becomes more responsibility with age becomes more knowing of things so You know, we have to realize you don't just put your three-year-old just any old place. We obviously care as parents and want the best for them. But when you do make a decision to let your kids go off somewhere, whether it be sports, whether it be school, whether it be, um, like I said, with a babysitter, a friend's house, and now if they're driving, you know, they're off in a car... We have to realize that what we declare, what we say over our kids is going to be their protection, is going to be their word, is going to guard them, put a fence around them. We can't let the fear of the what if paralyze our parenting decisions because a lot of that happens to us. The what if. What if they go in the car with their friend and they get an accident what if, if they go around the block on the bicycle by themselves and somebody tries to steal them? What if I take them to, I don't know, what if I take them to kindergarten and they're out on the playground and they do the monkey bars and they fall down and break their arm? What if? What if? The what if in parenting is so dangerous and it paralyzes us. Fear is an invisible prison and it's nasty and it's not of God, and it's of the devil, and it's something we have to kick square in the face, like karate chop, pop kick it with your foot, slice it with like ninja swords. <laughs> Fear is an ugly, ugly spirit that will overtake somebody, overtake your thoughts, overtake every bit of you and paralyze your parenting decisions for the what if we can't think of the what if what if my kid is with their friend and sees something bad what if what if what if that will trap us and it will swallow up our faith and we will be speaking negative and we will make wrong decisions for our children if we live by the what if it will paralyze our parenting So, we cannot do that. We cannot do the what if fear. You know, so you have to realize God really understands the situation that you're in if this is something you have battled or currently battling because He had to give up His Son. He raised Him, He spoke to Him, He guided Him. He gave Jesus the ability to to work these miracles, to show people the good things of the Lord. But then he had to give them up. He had to let them go. And he had to watch his child go through pain. And he had to deal with these feelings that we feel as a parent. So he understands. But he's also promised to protect our children. He's also promised to give them good gifts. He's also promised to speak to them. And guide them. And help them. So we cannot live in this fear bubble of the what if for our children. It says in Isaiah 49.25. And I'll finish up with this. For I will contend with him who contends with you. And I will save. In the Amplified, I like how it has the extra words. It says, defend Preserve, rescue, deliver your children. I'm going to read it again. Isaiah 49:25 in the Amplified. For I will contend with him who contends with you, and I will save, defend, preserve, rescue, deliver your children. And that's what his promises are for you. So if you're battling this, if you think, you know, I don't know if I can let my children go off to this. I have to keep them home. I just you're not showing proper trust in the word of God. You're not showing proper trust in God because he gave you this gift of a child. He gave this gift of a child to you. He knows you can handle him or her and he is promising you that he will save and defend and preserve it tells us in Jeremiah 29, 11, He knows the plans I have for you. He has a plan for your child. There's not going to be destruction in their life. That's why you're there. That's why you're the teacher. That's why you're teaching them the things of God. So don't teach with, with worry and doubt and fear. Teach them the word of God with confidence and faith. Because if you're just teaching them the word of God, mixed with worry, doubt, and fear, like... I'm going to teach you this, but I just don't know. Maybe just one day, maybe just one day this is going to happen to you. That is wrong. You stand on the Word of God just like a rock, and your children will receive that strength and that seed of how you're teaching it, full of faith, and they won't battle. You know what I mean? Like This is one thing my husband and I always say. Your story doesn't have to be the same as the other person's story. Your story can be different, and your story is different. It doesn't matter what kids go through what around your family. It doesn't matter what what kids, what children, what people go through what around your children. It does not have to be the story of your children. You do not have to have a prodigal child. Declare it now in the mighty name of Jesus. My children, I say this all the time, Thank God for God's mercy and grace. Thank God for the children that were uh, strong in the Lord, walked away and came back. Thank God for their life that they had a turnaround. But my children will not go through that in the mighty name of Jesus. I will not have a prodigal child. I will not. And that's something I declare over them every day day. Let your children have the opportunity to be a light in this world. Let them have the opportunity to speak the gospel of Jesus Christ through their actions. Teach them, love them, make it so good at home that they realize that Christ is the way to go. There's nothing better in this world than serving Jesus. Make that a point in their life let them see that within your own life with your you know whether you're a single mom or with your husband make sure they know there's nothing better in this world than Christ and they will not try to go another way they will be protected they will be safe because the Lord says so in the word like I read he will save them he will defend them and he will preserve them Thank you so much again for listening this week. I pray your faith was built up. Reach out to me. Let me know if you have any questions about this podcast or any more to come. If you have any suggestions or any topics that you want to hear, I greatly appreciate it. I love you. Thank you for all the support, and I'll be with you next week.